I'm coming in hot. All right, welcome back to another episode of Coming In Hot. I'm Coach Shelby. I have Coach Kristen here, and it has been a minute since we have gotten together, and we are coming in hot to this recording. Usually what happens is we jump on Zoom, we kind of talk a little bit, banter, and some of our best stuff comes when we do not hit the record button. So you are hearing it fresh within the first 20 seconds of hitting record. So I'm very excited about this. This episode, Kristen has just returned from a a conference. I'm gonna let her go into that, but I'm coming in blind here and I'm very excited about it as well. And I'm also nervous that I'm going to cuss more than I do normally because I'm not prepared. (laughs) I'm not prepared with like the topic. So I feel like I haven't collected any thoughts. but yeah, I do have a quick story that I wanted to tell you and everybody listening just gets to benefit from this. So I just worked out and I came home and I have a bagel, full bagel, wow. both, sides oh, shit. Bagel, right? <laughs> both sides of the bagel, some cream cheese. I'm living my best life. I got a coffee. I'm still upset about my coming in hot mug and has her mug. I'm still upset about it, but we'll replace that later. So anyways, the story I wanted to tell you is the other night we were uh, talking to some new members at Blacksburg Fitbody, and it brings me so much joy and happiness when I can blow people's minds with what I eat during a day, particularly women, just because of what society and diet culture has done to women's minds that we can't have certain food sources or that we can't eat certain amounts. And <laughs> Uh, Mike at the gym, our head coach was talking to these members just about very basic nutrition things that they should kind of start to pay attention to when you start exercising, you should fuel yourself so that you're not dying during a workout. (laughs) And he's like, he's like, you know, you're, you need to be eating more than probably you think you should. And these women are kind of like, no, like that's not, let's go get goes against everything I've ever heard. And I'm in the room. And so he goes, coach Shelby, um, how many grams of carbs do you, do you eat? And I proudly proudly said 307 grams of carbs and these women's jaws dropped to the floor and they go, how, what, what do you even eat? I said, strap in ladies. Here we go. Let me tell you what it's like on the good side. Yeah. 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 And so I start going through my meal and Mike, Mike looks at me, he goes, can you make this quick? Cause he knows how much I eat in a day. Cause I eat more than he does. And this is a grown man. And so I was like, okay, I'll just tell you my carb sources alone. And I told them, I was like, I have a bagel. I have cream cheese. They're like, whoa, whoa, what kind of bagel? And I think they were expecting me to say like, I was like a bagel. What do you mean? They're like, is it like keto friendly? Is it like what kind of, I was like an everything Thomas brand bagel, like from from Kroger, from Walmart, it's like two for five. Like. <laughs> like I just get the cheapest, whatever's on sale. <laughs> and then I was like some cream cheese. They're like, but what kind of no. cheese? Like, is it like low no. fat? Is it skim? <laughs> is it, you know, like fake cheese, like non-dairy cheese? I was like, it's the, you know, the, um, the Philadelphia cream <laughs> cheese. 
<laughs> Anyways, I thought you'd get a kick out of that. No, what is so what, so what is joy. that sorcery? Yeah. Like, no. So here I am on the podcast hey. eating my bagels. Sorry if you hear the the crunchiness, but. Oh my gosh, what a way to like kick this off because <laughs> honestly, I have no idea where this is going to take us, but I'm so excited for it. It's like the blind leading the blind, yeah. but also at the same time, I feel like there's been so much time in between the last time we've actually just had 45 minutes to just talk with each other that I feel like I'm so overwhelmed. I'm like, <laughs> wait, I need to maximize this time. What should I, what should I catch her up on? Where like do I, I have, even start? Where do I even start? But we can start with the conference that I went to. I'm coming off kind of pretty fresh from that. Um, I went to one of the Fit Body Masterminds and Elite Trainings, which was such an awesome experience. I'm very blessed for the opportunity anytime I get to go to one of these trainings. Um, imagine sitting in whatever industry that you work in. Imagine sitting in a room with legit when I say masterminds people that have been in that in industry for 10 plus years so they know they've seen the growth all the different avenues of the business and and what it's pretty much been through the highs the lows so imagine sitting in a room full of like 50 plus people and literally you get to pick their brains like you as somebody who I still consider myself fresh in this industry because I feel like I'm just always tapping into different avenues of it. Um, B, I've worked in as a coach for five years now, which I feel like is not fresh, but still fresh, you know, because I feel like it's always evolving and I always want to be fresh. This is one of my biggest, well, a big takeaway that I'm always trying to put myself in the right room setting, right? If you are the smartest person in the room, get the F out. Like you do not want to be there because the minute that you are considered the smartest person, you're not growing yourself. You know, yeah. it's different unless you're a speaker at one of these trainings and you're a right. speaker at like a conference. Then you're the mastermind. <laughs> and I'm the mastermind, yeah. you know? What Which was that dope. like? Like when you first, I mean, knowing just signing up, I think you had an idea, you know, of who was going to be there and like the speakers and the topics. But then when you like walk into that room on day one, like what was going through your mind? Um, I'm not going to lie. I had a little bit of, um, what's it like? that identity scare. What's that term? Imposter syndrome. Yes. Yes. I literally had imposter syndrome where yeah. I was like, why I am I here? I don't belong here. Like, yeah, are you yeah. me? like how, how did I Kristen's get here in this room? That's worth like, it, it's pri it's priceless. <laughs> I'm I mean, like, Worth a lot of money, those people. You know, in that room. But also I priceless. Think, I get what you're saying. Yeah. Yes, yes. Worth a lot of money, but priceless. And then I and then I immediately thought of Ed Milet's podcast, where uh, I forget the title of the episode, but one thing that he mentioned that really stood out to me is like, why not me? Mm. Why not you? And I've approached, I've used that phrase, that question in any uncomfortable setting that I'm in that I know I'm I'm about to have exponential growth. I literally asked myself, why not me? What makes me different than Ed Milet? Oh, his value right now. When you hear these successful people talk about where they started, when you hear about all your favorite fitness influencers talking about their journey and where they started, what makes them any different than where you're starting? Mm -hmm. You know, nothing. It's your yeah. mind. And so when I question 
why not me? It literally helps me change my perspective of, I, I do freaking belong here. I've worked my tail off to get to where I am right now. Like I, I earned this. I literally earned the seat that I'm sitting in right now. And it allowed me to go into this new identity a bit more confident. Um, just come out and say it because I feel like everybody's going to know by the time we release this podcast, but a um, little bit of, uh, exciting news uh, in the life of Kristen, which I'm trying to say this in the calmest, but most exciting way possible. Long pause. <laughs> say it, say it, say it. Uh, okay, okay, okay. Um, so I'm opening up a fit body in Ashburn, Virginia. Yay! Uh, <laughs> Yes, thank you. This has been, oh my God, I'm going to cry. But honestly, it's uh, been a dream to say the absolute least. And when I think of, I guess just when I first started as a part-time coach at Fitbody, I, I think it was a sign when I literally told Mary Catherine, the owner of Blacksburg, I was like, I'm going to own one of these one day. Like, this is it. Like, I am here for all of this fit body stuff. And this is when I was just a pipsqueak in college and I, I had drinking the Kool-Aid, drinking the Kool-Aid. Literally. And so when I say, you know, why not me? When I question that, it literally, I'm get like, I'm shaking right now. I get these butterflies because whenever I hear somebody talk about their hopes and dreams or things that they want to achieve, and I think back to where I started literally in the absolute lowest part of my life. I started working at Fitbody at my lowest point in my life. I was in a toxic relationship. I pretty much abused alcohol heavily to pretty much escape my life. And when I started with Fitbody, I spoke up at the damn pool, like in the country club. I saw Mary Catherine and I was like, oh, she's studying like her personal training for her personal training cert. That's cool. So I just simply opened up the conversation with her and it's literally led me to be an owner in this franchise today. So when I say I'm in debt to fit body this franchise but the health and fitness industry like I will be doing this for the rest of my life because of how much it has given me in the 26 years of my life like it's like literally insane. not even 26 years it's literally been five years five years this industry has given me so much and I feel like I've blinked and I'm here so it's so when it comes down to sitting in that room with full of masterminds and I'm acting like a sponge like I'm absorbing everything. I'm like, give it to me all. And I'm not going to lie, very overwhelming with the terms, very overwhelming with just things I've never been exposed to before, because it's always been like, be the energetic coach, like really harvest the experience, like be the face of the gym, like get your people together, make it a community. And so I'm so confident in myself in that way, where it's like, I know what my vision is. I know what my mission is, um, my core values. We, talk, we talked a lot about defining core values, which um, we can discuss here in a second and how I think that's just important in life, like in relationships, like talking about that with your partner, making sure you're on the same page. But it's like having such a clear vision and being able to put that into the community that I live in. What a freaking blessing. Yeah. Like what? Yeah. Well, I think too, like the hitting on the word confidence, that's what came to my mind when you were talking about, you know, this is 
what you want to do for the rest of your life and like how beautiful that is that you're going to find this confidence in living out what you want to do, you know, like overcoming that imposter syndrome a little bit because you know that you are making moves that are going to make you the happiest that are going to make you the most successful. Like it's just such a great feeling. I feel like that's where confidence grows is doing the things that you know you're supposed to be doing. Like you feel like I'm in the right place at the right time doing exactly what I'm supposed to do. Like, I think that's when we feel the most alive. We feel the most like ourselves, and therefore we're the most successful and we're the the happiest when we can step into that. And the most uncomfortable. Like when I say I am uncomfortable as shit right now in the best (laughs) way possible though, because it's like, I don't know. It's the entrepreneur side of things. And yes, like starting elite nutrition and like making that its own thing and building it from the ground up and like being able to have you on board with it. Like I'm, I'm trying to approach it in that sense, but now this time there's more paperwork and I (laughs) hate paperwork. (laughs) I'm just like, saddle up. Here we go. Yeah. But I don't, well, there's a little bit of like a safety net with elite nutrition because it was connected to fit body and already successful location already successful business. So I think it's like, I mean, it was all yours and like you did all the work and did all the building, but there was that little bit of like, okay, if this falls through, like we still got fit body, you know, we still have, we still have the stalls. Like now it's like, this is all you girl, which is like two, two sides of that. Right. Where it's like a little bit of it's uncomfortable, a little bit scary, but it's also like really freaking exciting of like, this is yours, you know, like this is a hundred percent it's you and just knowing like yeah your personality your work ethic your vision mm-hmm. is I mean it's gonna be amazing that is seriously like the best compliment anybody you could like ever say like that is why I do what I do you know and I don't want to continue on like anymore without saying a huge thank you to every single person that I have come in contact with, whether you spent one day at Fitbody when I was in person, full-time coaching, whether it was with burn bootcamp, whether it was with literally elite nutrition coaching, all my current clients, like all the coaches, like Shelby, like all, everybody who has come into my path and has supported me in any shape or form, whether you're sharing one of my posts on social media, like not even investing into me, but that is an investment. When you're sharing something that like I put out there because you align with it, you're also aligned with my vision. And I can't not thank it, like you guys enough for that because it takes a freaking army, man. Let me tell you, a straight up army to grow something this big as well. You know, and at the same time, yes, I'm starting, I would say from ground zero again, like I have no members to like Ashburn's name or anything like that, but it's exciting because I know, like, I know the environment that it's going to be, you know, it's like when somebody walks through the door, it's like, I'm going to change your life. Like that's how confident I am. I'm like, yo, you have no idea what you just walked into, but you're going to love every fucking second of it. (laughs) Doesn't it get you like so fired up when you meet somebody and you're like, oh, you don't even know what's about to happen. Yes. Okay. I talked to a a potential nutrition client yesterday and I had that same like butterfly feeling. I was like, she doesn't even know what is about to happen. Like, you know, and like they don't, they also, you know, you don't know the hard work that's going to go into it and all of that. But it's like, man, when you have somebody in that leadership position with that kind of fire, like that's, that's a good business. Like that's, 
that's life-changing. That's community changing. It's going to be really good. So kind of relating that, um, or maybe going to a different one because yeah, that's super cool. But kind of my more takeaways from the mastermind and everything, it's more so one, I'm trying to harvest, separate myself into like, like, not that I haven't been in a leadership role before, but you know how excited I am about literally everything. Like, like I scream, I yell, I raise my voice. I get so excited. And it's more so being like, okay, Kristen, you can be at a lot lower level with the same excitement, you know, in certain things. So it's just, again, not recreating, but pivoting. This term pivot is something that came up a great amount in this mastermind and being able to recognize when you need to pivot rather than completely like put in the towel or anything like that. And so for example, um, at the mastermind, the room was so freaking hot, like so hot. Imagine 50 plus people in one room and Mm -hmm. circumstances don't change. Uh, hold on. I have to look this up. This guy, CJ said it so perfectly, but anyways, the whole message was when circumstances don't aren't in your favor, it's still your responsibility to pivot and work with it. It's still your responsibility to deliver the best experience. It's still on you as a leader, as I was, I would say anybody that wants to grow, it's your responsibility to pivot and work with it rather than being like, well, this sucks. Like I can't focus now. I can't do anything. Like don't sulk in it, accept it and pivot and move on. Like being so solution-minded. And so honestly, they, those presenters were so hyped up. I didn't even notice the heat. They kept us so like captivated and engaged. I'm like sweating buckets and I'm just like, (laughs) I'm not sweating. Like, yeah, I get you. I get you. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, so that that's, that is such a good word. And, and when you said pivot, I immediately thought of 2020, 2021, 2022, yeah. like we are still, you know, pivoting. If you're somebody yeah. that wants to be successful, if you're somebody that wants to like live your best life, be the happiest person, like we're all continuing to pivot post COVID, but there's yeah. also a lot of people that have not pivoted, you know, or have gotten to that point much slower. It's like, I think of, of, of at least Blacksburg fit body, but a ton of businesses across the country and, and the fitness industry in particular, if you did not pivot during 2020 as an in-person business, like you, you closed, you caved, you, you failed. And at least at, at Blacksburg, like within one week, the business pivoted to online workouts. Like it completely survived because of that quick pivot, you know, and fit body franchise did the same thing, putting out, uh, online videos and, you know, still continuing to do nutrition challenges. But that's where my mind went when you said pivot of like, I did a career pivot. A lot of people did like a personal pivot. A lot of people did a family pivot. There are some COVID babies in the world right now. Like if you didn't pivot your life after 2020, after COVID happened, like what are you doing? Like, you're not, you're not getting any better. You're not adapting. You're not growing. You're just staying the same and letting those circumstances just run your life. There we go. And that's the saying is circumstances do not change your responsibilities, you know? And that's where you have to have that pivot mentality. 
And so I was just listening to um, one of Andy Frisella's uh, podcasts this morning, and he was saying some of his most pivotal times is when like the economy, when everything was in the shitter, he was like, because this is where people think like, oh, we're all failing. So I'm just not going to put in the work. We get so lazy when Mm. this is actually separation season, when things are not going in the world's favor, when things are, when everybody is down, that is your time to separate yourself. That is your time to put your head down and grind more, you know? And uh, I'm just thinking about, you know, I know this is kind of a nutrition podcast, growth development, whatever, but it's more so think about the phases of the year, essentially. I've been talking about this in my client check-ins, but we know when holidays are coming up, nothing that doesn't change. Like we can expect that. So it's more so those times in between, that's your time to put your head down and get to work on your freaking goals. So that way you don't have to be super stressed out or feeling that extreme sense of guilt when the holidays roll around. Like that's something that's so set that is in control. So imagine in the circumstances that aren't in control, like you're probably feeling very overwhelmed with all of it. So why not have that time, like have a timeline, recognize it and go for it. Yeah. Yeah. I also think like summertime, I've been hearing a lot of my clients, honestly, like tough love. If any of my clients are listening to this, like, and it might be because my mindset is so changed by doing 75 hard. Thanks for bringing up Andy Frisella there. Um, my clients are getting lazy. Yeah. Like they're just, they're getting lazy. Their mindsets are getting lazy and listen, if you want to enjoy holidays, if you want to enjoy, if you want to enjoy at any point in your life, like I am not going to hate on you for that at all, but okay. do not come to your coach and then complain that you are not seeing results when you didn't do the freaking work. Yeah. Like I'm just getting yeah. like, so almost to my max yeah. on some of these messages that listen, I give my clients a shit ton of grace. I do. Yeah. probably don't even give myself as much grace as I give my own <laughs> clients because if I don't need to beat you up, if you're already beating yourself up about yeah. your choices, that's how I approach that as a coach. But yeah. I'm getting to that frustrated point where if you want to be great, you need to do what great people do. Yeah. Fact. What you're you doing what right? great, but you know what great people do? Great people have a great mindset great people don't tear themselves down immediately and accept failure so quickly. Yeah. So one thing is I have a question because I'm very guilty of this too. Why are we so quick to label things that bring us so much happiness and great feelings bad? If we think of a donut, yeah, why are we so quick to label that bad? Have you ever seen anybody cry eating a donut? <laughs> Well, yeah. well oh, I mean, you mean you okay. gotta be in a dark place if you're crying right. while you're eating donuts. If somebody's crying eating a donut, you better go check on that person yeah. and be like, are you okay? Like, what is going on? But no, in the grand scheme of things, nobody's crying eating a donut. It yeah. brings so much happiness into my life. I'm like, yo, this is so freaking good. Why are we so quick to put a label on the great things in life bad? We're so quick to have this negative mindset around social events, around outings, around vacations, because we're so stressed out and we label that. What if 
we accepted them in the moment. We all know the qualities of living a healthy lifestyle and what that looks like. We know that includes drinking water, we staying hydrated. We know that includes eating fruits and vegetables. We know that includes eating lean proteins, whole foods. Like we know what it takes. We know it requires to move our body. We know what it takes to live a healthy lifestyle. So why not just accept that indulging moment as a happy time and maximize and capitalize on that next moment? Yeah, what yeah. we do on a Friday night should not be impacting the rest of our days on the weekend, on Saturday, Sunday, following into Monday, Tuesday. Okay. Well, I think that's it too, of, of we're putting so much like labeling it bad or feeling so much guilt. And I've been saying this to a lot of my clients. I'm like, you're feeling guilty about the vacation. You're feeling guilty. Or you're feeling bad about the choices you're making on the weekends because you know, you're not taking care of business every other day of the week, the majority of your week, the majority exactly. of the month, the majority of the year. Like I truly feel like that guilt for me personally, as a client and taking care of my health, that guilt very much faded away when I knew that 80% of the time I had my shit together. Yeah. So that 20%, it wasn't even going to make an impact. So I was going to be in the moment and I was going to enjoy but, it. But I think that's where that guilt and that labeling these wonderful, enjoyable, happy moments as bad because you're feeling guilt from not taking care of business when things are easy. But what's the defining, let's define what business is now. People think business yeah. is the extreme. People yeah. think like, I'm gonna eat jack shit. I'm gonna eat nothing. I'm gonna eat plain ass chicken and broccoli. <laughs> like that's not business. That's hell. Yeah. Like honestly, honestly. So business, I think if we define the type of business that we can actually say, I will like day to day, like what, let's say tracking's on there. Like well, we have a lot of our clients track our food, right? I always have been telling them that on days that you're tracking versus days that you're not tracking your food, there shouldn't be much of a difference at all. We use this app, we use my fitness pal avatar, we use these tracking apps as huge crutches. We use it as a safety net. We're like, oh, I'm tracking this brownie so it's healthy. But then for some reason, when we're not tracking the brownie, it's unhealthy. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's like we should be using these tools. It's literally just a tool to bring awareness, to bring awareness to what you're actually putting into into your body. Like take mental notes. Like a big thing is we tell, we educate our clients as to what proteins are, carbs are. And then it's like, when you're tracking this, you understand why you're having it. Now you're taking the time to reflect and understand why that piece of chicken is good for you. Why protein is super important within your diet, you know? So it's more so you need to be able to have that confidence in yourself on the days that you're not tracking, that you're still going to make those healthy choices. Mm -hmm. Stop relying on an app to boost your confidence on your food choices. Well, that's okay. the difference too, of approaching a program as I'm making an entire lifestyle change. I'm changing who I am, my identity around being a healthy person versus using a program as a diet, as a quick fix, as a result-based program, right? As, as opposed to a, again, like making it a, who you are now, like you're changing your life when you approach a program like ours. And there's several other great programs out there as well versus entering a program that, oh, I'm just obsessed to lose 15 pounds. And then I'm done. I'm done with this phase of my life. 
Like, no, this is now who you are, but this is such a large tangent and I'm sorry I took you on it. Um, thanks for riding along on it, but I will like circling back to the, the Ed Milet saying of separation season. And I mean, you're definitely, I think entering it as far as like your, your career or like this time of your life from an outside perspective. I just, I'm so excited for you to become an owner and to create this amazing thing in your community because you are separating yourself from who you used to be several, several years ago. And I mean, you're just, you're going to change the game. I mean, you're going to change everything. And I'm so excited for you. I really appreciate that. And you know, when it comes down to status, I've never been one to harp on status, like no matter what, like, I don't care if you're an owner, I don't care if you're a part-time coach we're all scrubbing toilets we're all doing the same things you know what I mean yeah we're down in the together I love that I love that and I think uh you know going into this like it's so it's an honor for myself to be able to say I'm moving myself up in the totem pole in the fit body franchise starting as a part-time coach going to a full-time coach going to a nutrition coach now going into an ownership position like it's so like honoring for myself but I don't want somebody to be like, oh, she's an owner. She's too good. I'm still yeah. a coach. Like I am first and foremost, everybody's damn coach. Like, I love that. And I think you get the most respect from leaders that, you know, have been there before, you know, and also like you said, are like going to be in the trenches with you. Like if I look over and a part-time coach and a full-time coach and an owner are like, like you said, scrubbing toilets are cleaning the bathroom are setting yeah. up equipment. Like those are the people I feel like I respect the most. Cause I'm like, they're willing to like be in it with me, right? Like yeah. you earned your position in this higher leadership role. You're going to have such a larger impact on your team and on your whole membership as a whole. But it is just really powerful to be able to see owners and see leaders doing the little stuff. Like they're willing to get down hands and knees, get dirty, do the little stuff so they can also make the big stuff happen. Well, and I also think with those little things, it, it creates my character. Mm -hmm. It creates like my drive, like not even like fitness aside, or honestly, not even fitness aside in every aspect of my life. Like that is the driving factor of it. Like when you think of your core values, bringing it all the way back to the beginning (laughs) of the circle. But when you're defined, when you take the time to define your core values and Shelby, you told me to go through this practice. And it's when you're visualizing your highest self, when you visualize the like highest and best version of Kristen, what does she look like? What does her hair look like? How, How does she wear her makeup? What kind of clothes is she wearing? Are her nails painted? Like, does she wear jewelry? Like, what does she eat for breakfast in the morning? I'm going to challenge anybody who's listening here to take 15 to 20 minutes to visualize your best self, the best, most successful, the version you want to become so that you can actually visualize what that individual looks like, what you see yourself as, and then take note of what you're currently doing and then take note of what you're not. And then what you'll see is that you are actually taking the actions and the steps to becoming what you're not right now. Mm -hmm. And so Shelby, that was super impactful in my life. 
granted, I will say, I know a lot of people will be like, oh, I have the most perfect brushed hair and it's all done up and professional. Mine's in a fucking bun. (laughs) I'm visualizing this not changing. (laughs) Yeah, but, and, and what I wanted to hit on following up what you're saying too, and this works perfectly with how you are as far as like your, your hair and your, the physical appearance part, like you are absolutely beautiful, but I love that you brought that up because I think it's more than just like, Oh, Kristen doesn't care how she looks. Kristen is so driven and has such strong priorities that she's not going to waste her freaking time on her hair or makeup because she's getting shit done. You know what I mean? So it's like, when you're doing that visualization activity I want to like really encourage people to do that. Like set a 10 minute timer on your phone and a blank sheet of paper and just let that pin go Go. and just visualize it. And it's not just, oh, I'm a senior level executive. Oh, I make, you know, $120,000 a year. Like it's not just those accomplishment type things, but it's who you are. So for Chris, for Kristen to write down, like I'm somebody that like throws my hair up in a bun every day. Like that is communicating that she's somebody that just gets shit done every day. That's how I, I view that at least, right? Yeah. It could be that somebody, you know, um, for me, like I want to be somebody that always has my nails done because to me, what that means is I take one hour every month for my freaking self. Yeah. That's what that communicates to me. So it's not just that I want to look pretty or like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like it's deeper than that. Like not just, you know, what do you look like and what do you do for a living? But that person you're envisioning, what kind of person are they? What personal characteristics do they have? And that's, I love that you brought up the nails because I was going to make a comment about like, Shelby, one of the first things I notice about you is your nails. And when I see your nails done, it's you pay attention to detail. And how much does that align with who you freaking and your job position and all your roles, all the roles you play, you pay attention to detail more so than anybody I have ever met. And so when I see that, because I don't have my nails painted, I'm like, (laughs) I'm big picture girl, you know, and then Shelby and then Shelby comes in and then she's like, okay, guys, at approximately, oh my gosh, we were talking about the damn birds at this mastermind. And when we were talking about the owls that are very like calculated, very like scheduled, I was envisioning you. Like I literally spoke up with the personality traits of you and everything that you do. But it's like, hey guys, at approximately 6.05, we all need to be outside ready to load the bus up so that we can get to the venue on time at 6.30 where everybody will meet on the Amtrak bus. And it's just like, it's It's a strength and a weakness, honestly. (laughs) (laughs) But it's it's who I am. But I mean, yeah, I love that practice. And I'm I'm so glad that you did and, and got so much out of it and just trying to really visualize who do I want to become? Not just what do I want to accomplish? It's not just, oh, you know, me as Kristen, I want to own a fit body someday. It's no, who is Kristen that owns, she happens to own a fit body, you know? No, literally that's how I want to approach this. I just happen to own one. You know what I mean? Because at the end of the day, nobody gives a shit about what I've earned, like my success. Nobody cares about that. People are going to remember like, how I made them feel. People yeah. are going to remember you for how you made them feel. Like, did they enjoy your presence? Do they like, like, are you a good person? One of my legit core values is being a genuine human, like just being nice because in this world, there's not enough of that. Like, 
I don't know. And I, you probably feel the same way, but the older I get, the more people suck. Yeah. Like I'm be, and I'm not even trying to like be funny here, but people are mean. People are ruthless. Like people don't know how to like have human decency, you know? And it's because we all hate each other. Yeah. Like, like, or, or we're competing with each other. Right. So we're, we're hating on each other because if she succeeds, then that means I can't succeed. And that's some bullshit right there. Right. Yes. Like there is nothing like going back to even you saying like, why not me? Right. What makes, what makes me different than Ed Milet? You're absolutely right. Like just yeah. because Ed Milet is super successful doing what he's doing. If you wanted to do exactly what he's doing, who freaking cares? That doesn't mean that you can't do it just because he's already done it or she's done something else, right? I feel like we're so, we attack other people. We put down other people. We gossip about other people because there's this competition in the air that society has has put on us that if the person over there is successful doing what I wanted to do, then that means I can't do that. And so therefore I got to tear them down. Yeah, and it's jealousy. Yeah. You know, it's, and I'm going to like be the first person to say that I am jealous of very successful people. One of my really good friends, she owns a gym already. You know how, and I was working for her part-time, you know how jealous I was like walking into like her space every single day, like working for that. And I'm like, why not me? Like, why am I not doing this? Like that has always it's a very strong vision for me. It's something I've always like wanted to work to achieve, to get to. And I'm literally asking myself as I'm going in there, how many times is it going to take me to start at the bottom of the totem pole again, for me to realize that I deserve to be up there. I were meant to do way more than that. Exactly. Yes. And that is what everybody needs to wrap around. Ed Milet says this, we reference him a lot because I swear, like he's changed both of our lives in that podcast, but you are not put on this earth to be average. Like you are meant for something so much greater than what you think. You know, if you're in this place of confusion, if you're in this place of feeling lost, like just know that you were put on this planet and put on this earth to, to do something great with your life. Mm-hmm. Like we are in the age of laziness. Like everybody is so lazy, dude. It's no so kidding. easy. It's Ask so easy. And listen, like- Ashton would say, get your ass up and work. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But really though, I mean, it's so easy to be lazy. And I know you and I fall into that lazy trap too every now and then, but you know, big picture speaking, we have less lazy days than the average person. That's how we feel like we are living out our truth. We're living out our vision, our purpose. And um, yeah, I mean, the the part about jealousy too, that I'll, I'll hit on a little bit. I think that the um, the jealousy part where people are bad humans is how you use that jealousy, how you act upon that jealousy. So you walk into your friend's gym and you're jealous, right? I, I'm was jealous of you of, wow, she's running elite nutrition. She gets to work from home. She gets to make her own schedule. Like, wow, I would really like love that vision for my life too. Right. Well, it's what you do with that jealousy, right? So we, I think jealousy should be something where we then look at ourselves and say, why am I jealous of that? Well, that must mean that I want that. Mm-hmm. And I need to recognize that if I want that for myself, maybe I need to start do, maybe I need to start pivoting yeah. and start making some changes to get what that person has because yeah. 
Jealousy is just exposing something inside of me that I don't have or that I'm falling short of. Whereas the the people that we're saying are like really shitty humans are the ones that are using jealousy for evil instead of for good. You're using jealousy just to tear that person down, just to make you feel a little bit better about yourself. Instead of saying, I'm jealous because this is an area that I'm falling short and I need to get better. Yeah. And going back to the visualization part of all of this, like we get so in our minds that sometimes when we get things down on paper, when we speak them out loud, like, and especially if it's something negative, like when I was feeling these negative ways or these negative thoughts, like towards my friend, because of the empire she built, I literally wrote it out. I'm like, that is the most ridiculous thing I've ever thought in my life. Like, so sometimes you just need to get it out of your mind onto paper, speak it. I use my voice notes a lot. So that way it just feels like I'm talking to somebody, but more so it's just talking to myself. Um, But going back to that exercise and all of this, did you feel as though when you were writing down certain traits, did you feel nervous writing down some of them? Did you feel scared? Like it was too far-fetched because there were like who the f do you think you are Shelby writing this down like there's no way that's gonna happen like you know and then you start to have that imposter syndrome again of like that's freaking ridiculous that you just write that down but I mean yeah it's getting it out of your mind and onto the paper like I would and so if any of you go through this don't be scared break through that barrier of writing it down like this is your time to literally envision envision your dreams, your hopes and your dreams. Like there's no judgment. It's literally between you and a piece of paper. You don't have to share it with anybody. Like I think what I've been battling and dealing with recently, I would say is, and this is going to sound so silly, but it's more so confidence in myself of being who I want to be and fully accepting that. And so it's really like, it was really hard for me to write down some of those aspects and some of those characteristics because I was like, there's no freaking way. Again, that imposter syndrome. But like, I think it was, I'm fearful of the judgment of others sometimes because mm-hmm. I always like, nobody likes when someone says, I don't like you. Right. Nobody, like, nobody wants to hear that. And especially in the work industry that we like were in, like, if somebody says, I don't like you, we know, like, Oh, fuck I could have changed your life like I'm sorry you don't like me you know I'm just like why not like what can I change how can I change when it's like I need to stay true to my vision of myself because I have to accept not everybody's gonna like me and that's okay like that's okay but that's hard for me to swallow like oh, I'm not- so, yeah I mean I think it's it's so challenging because we're just natural we're that's a natural thing I think for us humans and and I don't know, maybe it's a female thing more so than guys. It seems like of wanting to be liked and wanting to be accepted and wanting to be viewed in a respectful way, or, you know, you want people to like the work that you're doing, whatever, for whatever reason, that just is natural. I feel like to us, but I think it's also so courageous and so brave to step up and, and just confidently be who you are, regardless of what people think or say. And again, I think that's when we're the most happy is when we feel like, man, despite being scared, despite being nervous of what people are going to say or think, I know that I'm living out truly who I want to be, what I want to do. Like I'm feeling very good about where I'm at. And I think it takes a lot of courage and a lot of, that was my, my word of 
a couple of years ago was to be brave 2021. And it was about confidently stepping into who I am to allow other people to confidently step into who they are as well. I think it's, that's the perfect word I can think of is being brave or being courageous comes down to you confidently saying, despite being scared as hell, this is who I am. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just letting that marinate. <laughs> that soak in for a minute. <laughs> no, I'm serious. I, it. I think it's important to recognize as well that nobody has it all figured out. Hell no. You know what I mean? Like nobody sees the insecurities that we feel. And I think because we're trained as coaches because it's not about us. It's never been about us and it, and it never will be about us. Like when we're in the coaching space, it's all about everybody that walks through that door. And, you know, as long as we've been doing this for, like, I think I've naturally been trained to believe that it's actually not about me ever, you know? And that's why I think some of my confidence in myself or being okay and comfortable with me like when I'm alone, like when I'm alone, I'm sleeping. When I'm alone, I'm not really sitting with my thoughts. I'm not really sitting with who I am because, you know, I'm drained from the day. I give so much that when I'm alone, I'm like, I'm done. Like, I don't have the capacity to like think, you know? And so I think it's something that I'm working on because when I give my all to everybody, it's so beautiful. I'm like, I love who I am in that setting. I love who I am when I'm on the floor and I'm coaching. And my favorite thing about coaching is when somebody gives me the nastiest look as I'm coming over with like a heavier dumbbell and they're like, are you effing kidding me? I'm like, yeah, like, let's go. Like that is my favorite thing ever because I have so much confidence in them that they're going to do it. It's like, I'm trying to figure out how do I get that confidence into me? Yeah. I mean, we're constantly confident in other people, right? Like you're going to be confident in your best friend. You're going to be confident in yeah. your partner, in your coworkers, in your clients. And it is hard to replicate that for yourself and being comfortable, being alone, being confident, being alone is not an easy thing. No, no, because I have recently recently you're gonna laugh at this I have recently realized I'm an extrovert and I love people <laughs> and not everybody is like that yeah. specifically the man that I live with <laughs> so, that's what happens right somebody who's extremely extrovert and like will talk to a stranger at a coffee shop for an hour and someone who just doesn't even want to leave their apartment and see a human being's face those two people find each other and they date and they marry each other. That is how the world works. What, how? <laughs> like, no, but it's, I'm trying to learn from him because why not learn from the expert himself that loves being a homebody, you know? Like I love being home too, don't get me wrong. But majority of my week, I'd rather be out, like talking to people, like learning about them. I just find people so fascinating. And the man that I, my boyfriend, the man that I live with, it's not that he's selfish. There's a, there's like a level to selfishness that I actually value in him because he's so, he's so confident in who he is. Like he is overly confident. He knows his values. He knows that he's staying true to who he is. And I'm like, 
how the F are you doing that, dude? Like I have Sally Sue on the internet bashing me and I think I have to change my whole life. Like, what do you, how, how do you just accept that? And he's like, so it's, it helps to talk to the opposite side, especially when I'm surrounded by extroverted, we're very people pleasing people because we care. We care so much about like people progressing and becoming the best versions of themselves that sometimes we put our best versions of ourselves on the back burner. Absolutely. And and it's like, wait a second. Yeah. And, and yeah, any kind of job that's, you know, other focused people, you know, service oriented, focused on helping other people, you do just give, give, give. And like, I mean, I'm in the same, same boat as you at the end of the day, if I'm not with clients, like I am brain dead. I am just sleeping. I am just sitting there doing nothing, you know, and that eventually leads to feeling burnt out because feeling burnt out is just not taking enough time for yourself to re-energize so that you then can go continue to pour out into other people. And it sounds so backwards. You know, we, we hear the phrase all the time. It's so cliche of like, can't pour from an empty cup. Like I fucking hate that saying, but it's like so true of I, I literally cannot give anything if I am on empty. And I just used to be like, who, like, we're just going to run on E, which is really funny because I always run my car actually on zero miles to gallon. So I feel like that we are those people, right? Like we run our cars on zero miles to to the gallon. And that is how I run my life too. And it is not going to get me very far. Like then I get to a breaking point and like, Kristen, you've seen some of my breaking points in the last like year and a half. Like they're not pretty, like, and I'm tired of getting to that point. Finally, in the last 65 days of doing (laughs) 75 hard, I'm finally figuring out like, it's not actually selfish to take that time for yourself every day, every single freaking day, multiple times throughout that day to say, this is my time nobody else's. This is for me. And then I feel like I'm actually doubling down even harder for other people. It's blowing my mind a little bit that I'm like, I'm actually feel like I'm spending less time on my work, less time, like physical, actual, like hours of the day on my clients. Yet I'm pouring more in that shorter amount of time because I am feeling so confident in who I am. I'm feeling like I am honoring, you know, my purpose and I'm honoring my passions during my me time that I'm protecting so hard that I'm able to just level myself up in the work that I'm doing. It's so freaking backwards. I don't know if you've had that experience before too, of like, man, it feels really hard for me right now to close my laptop and yeah. go walk for 45, go freaking walk for 45 minutes. Yeah. I'll get to that moment where I'm like, oh, I can't. I can't close down my laptop. I can't step away from my clients. I can't put my phone down. But when I do now doing this program, like you have to, you have to, or you will literally fail the program. Yeah. And if it's important to me, I'm going to figure it out. So yeah. doing 75 hard has been important to me. So I'm like, okay, I'm shutting down the laptop. I'm taking the 45 minutes and I come back and I'm like, let's freaking go. Like yeah. I am so re-energized and so re-centered on who I want to be as a person that I am able to just pour out so much more to other people and feel more aligned with what I want to do in this world and who I want to be. And it's 
that has just totally flipped my mindset of yeah. self-care and taking time for yourself has actually made me more productive and I think more impactful having less time to do so. And I bet what you've realized from that as well is that the work is always going to be there no matter how much time you take for yourself. If you're taking five minutes or 45 minutes to go for that walk, guess what's still in your inbox? That same fucking email. Like it's still there. Like it's going to be there whether you leave or not. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like why not prioritize yourself and then come back to that? You know, absolutely. It's be there. And the, the thing that has also surprised me is the grace that people will give you. And yeah. I've, I've done a much better job of communicating to people that I'm trying to set boundaries. Yeah. It's so uncomfortable for me to send a client, hey, I got your message at 6 p.m. on a Friday and I'm not responding until 8 a.m. on a Monday, but I'm trying to do better about sound, setting boundaries with my work and with my life. And people, and if people respect you, they will respect that. Yeah, and I, that has really surprised me and has made the process much easier of prioritizing time for yourself, being an introvert, you know, being there for yourself has made that so much easier than I thought it would be. Cause I thought like, crap, these clients are going to be like, Shelby's a, sh a shitty coach. She's being super selfish right now. All she cares about is her goals and doing this 75 hard program. And it's actually been the opposite. People are like loving it, hyping me up. I hope it, it's making other people feel like they should do the same thing for themselves. But that was really eye opening. Uh, just people are going to appreciate that you are putting yourself first and yeah. it actually allows them to feel comfortable putting themselves first too. Yes. That is one thing that I noticed when I was in prep too. It was a big goal that I wanted to achieve. And, but I, it was important to, it was important for me to vocalize that to everybody in my life. It was important to vocalize that to the people that I like touch base with daily you know that way they are because it's not just you you're the one doing all the work but also this will impact others in your life so i think it's important to communicate scared of who you're communicating to that that's a little alarming that's kind of it's a red flag throw it up you know yeah so i think it's important to just communicate like what you want to achieve with the others that come into immediate contact with you daily so that everybody's on the same page i was so confident saying, Hey guys, if you want to meet with me, it's got to be before 1 PM or I'm going to be brain dead. So if you yeah. want the best of me and for me to do my job, like it's got to be before that time. Yeah. Um, and that was really important to even like our working relationship. It was like, when yeah. are we going to record podcasts? When are we going to talk about nutrition? And it, when you communicated that, I was like, done, no problem. We are, we are only going to be meeting before noon, you know? And it was like, that wasn't a big deal for me to find that time. That way you could be at your best and, yeah. and we could get done what we need to. But I think communicating out what your goals are and setting that hard boundary also allevi alleviates the stress that you might be feeling about it, the stress or the guilt that you might be feeling about it. And just like then raises your confidence. I'm sure you feel like you stepping into this next phase of owning your own fit body yeah. The more that you're like saying it out loud to people, you probably are feeling like, oh, well, maybe anxious, nervous, scared, but also yeah. confident, right? Like, okay, every person I tell that's like building, like now I'm going to freaking do it. Now I'm going to do it even more. Now I'm going to do it even more, you know? Like, so I think the more that your people are communicating out what they're trying to accomplish, 
why they are accomplished, why it's important to them, people will respect that and back you up. And if they're not, like you said, red flag, get them out. Like you don't need those people in your circle. You don't need them as a part of your village, but 90% of the people that truly care about you, if you communicate, this is what I'm doing. Here's why it's important. They're going to be like, let's freaking go queen. Like, what do I need to do to support you? Let's get it. You know, and the way that it appears too. So I can't believe that it's been a year. I'm starting to get memories pop up from my prep where I'm like full-blown grind mode. Like I'm eating like half the calories and what I'm at right now. And I'm like, holy shit, how did I ever do that? But (laughs) I can't even physically think about being in that state, but it's more so, I think this would be a good next podcast um, topic is how do you sustain that momentum? Like, you know, how do you sustain the momentum like post 75 hard post prep? No. And the reason why I'm bringing this up now is because I'm like, October will be a year from when I actually stepped on a stage but I still feel as though I'm in that mindset of keeping myself. I would say, I wouldn't say at the very, the tippy top right now, because I'm a lot more lenient with a lot of things, meaning, but more so the vitality of my life is better. Meaning like I'm indulging more, I'm experiencing more. Um, So I think that could be a topic to kind of discuss on like, how do you find like your place on the spectrum of being a hundred percent in on your goal, attacking it, achieving it, and then kind of taking that side to the other side of the spectrum where it's like, okay, but the quality of my life is better towards this end because I'm able to do more. So it's kind of just finding your place on that spectrum. We talked about this, that in order to get to that intuitive eating place that we're both kind of in right now in a more relaxed state, um, I feel like we had to put ourselves into the full 100% side of the spectrum to learn, to educate, to execute, to prove that, wow, I truly do have the discipline to do it, like doing the hard shit so that now we can find ourselves towards the middle, I would say middle high end of the spectrum still of where it's like, I know if I don't track this, I'm not going to fuck anything up. Yeah. Cause I know what to do. So I think that's worth exploring a little bit more. Yeah. I think, I think that would be a good topic. Cause I'm, I feel that too right now with 10 days left of 75 hard. And I, I read, I just finished uh, Andy Frisella's book about 75 hard. And it was like speaking directly to me of like, I'm over it. I'm so over it. Like I am physically fatigued. I am mentally just like, let's just get this over with. But I'm also like automated now with the daily tasks, like taking care of my workouts and my nutrition and my water and my progress photo, my reading, like it's so automated. But the, the part of the book that hit me was like, he even said in these last like 20 days is when you're going to feel like burnout and you're going to be like, I don't want to do this anymore. And he, he said like, this is what separates people from really achieving true mental toughness and true greatness. And that just like slapped me in the face that I was like, it's not exciting anymore. And this is where the real work actually starts. And like, it was exciting for the first 30 days. It was maybe even exciting for the first like 50 days. And then these last like 20 days or so, 10 days, like it is not exciting anymore. Like I don't get revved up to work out two times a day and, you know, track my food. Cause that's what I'm doing for my nutrition part. Like 
yeah, that is, I think, a, a topic worth exploring a little bit more of when it's not boring or when it is boring, when it's not exciting anymore, like, who are you? Yeah. What are you, what are you doing? You know, and, and how do you live through that? Not just live through that. How do you thrive through that? How do you continue to be your best self, achieve your goals, you know, take care of your health, all of these things when it no longer is exciting. Yeah. And that's with any success in your life, doing the basics over and over doing the boring work is what's going to lead to the most success. Like you think, think about like your business and I can only talk on like gym, gym businesses because that's all I've ever done in my life. I feel like, but it's more so doing the boring work of promoting like promotion, marketing, posting experiences, posting reviews. Then it's the boring work of sitting. Well, I don't really find that boring because I love people again, but like <laughs> the boring work, it's so sit, like systematic where it's like, then you sit down with somebody, talk about membership options, like get to know more about them. Then you sign them up. Then you input them into Fit Pro Tracker. Then you do this and that. It's like, that's the boring work. The, bo- the fun part, I would say for us is the one-on-one, the talking with people, the being on the floor. Like I've really had to change my mindset into being like, my fun part is talking to people out on the floor like the experience part of it, because the boring work is the systems, mm-hmm. the boring, yeah, the automated is- stuff, the systems yeah. for sure. Yeah. Cause it's like programming workouts, like that's still enjoyable, but it's like, it's automated for the most yes. part, but yes. the experience that you deliver on the mic, like you never say this, the exact same thing on the mic day after day, or, or even class to class. Like, yeah. you know, you might have the same general theme, but like, I'm not reciting a speech on the microphone during a fit body class. You know what I mean? Like or the one-on-one, the one-on-one meetings, you know, it's, it's engaging and it's exciting because it's a different conversation every time. So it's the, it's the systematic automated stuff that is boring that nobody wants to do, whether it's in your personal goals or it's in your business goals or your family goals. Like it's that monotony that we want out of. Um, mm Mm-hmm. I know. Yeah. <laughs> that was like a like three podcasts in one. Yo, I feel like I went to Jupiter and then I went to Saturn and <laughs> somehow landed back on Earth. <laughs> like Yeah. Oh man. Well, I know too that like the uh, circling back to just your your experience at the Mastermind conference, like those oh, yeah, that's what we were talking oh, about. Oh yeah, that that was the topic for this. Those types of conferences, like we've gone to Fit Body conferences before my career prior to Fit Body was all about professional development, leadership development conferences. Like we love that stuff. Like I get freaking fired up about that stuff. Clearly, yeah. we could make hour-long podcasts about it. Yeah. But you and I both know that feeling that you get after a conference and you're riding that high and you're like, let me listen to all the podcasts. Let me read all the books. And like, I have 1 million ideas for my personal life and for my business. And you're so jacked up for a solid, like maybe month even post-conference. So my question to you, Kristen, is how do you ride out that high? Or like, what are you, what are your actual tangible, I'm sure you have already sat down and said, you know, here in the next month, here in the next three months, here in the next six months, like your long-term plan, here are the actionable things that I'm not just going to get emotionally fired up from this conference. Like I am going to move the needle forward. So my, my question to you is 
what are some things that you can share on a public podcast that you are moving the needle forward in your personal life and in your business? So a big um, theme of the mastermind was vision and driving core values. Um, and so I always try to get one to two golden nuggets out of these masterminds that I can follow up with the minute that I leave. So I have probably 15 pages of notes where I'm not going to be able to implement all 15 pages of notes with a business that's not even open yet. But not only does the stuff we chat about, like the personal development go for the business side, but more so how do I apply that to my life right now? And so take one to two things out of these conferences, maybe even one, if two, because sometimes one of those things can take months. One of those things, you have to break that down step-by-step. So take one main idea and then branch off the action steps of that. So it's kind of you're visualizing the result. My result was I need to talk to the people that are close in my life and talk about my vision and see if they're aligned with me, you know? So, and seeing if their core values match up with my core values, okay? And so then the next thing on the business, that's in my personal life. I'm still taking that same theme of vision and core values because I'm kind of, I'm starting from scratch. I have to build a team, you know? So when it comes to the business side, um, what I can do is when we start looking for coaches, when we start looking for team members in that interview process, what are their values? Do they align with me? You know, do they align with Fitbody's vision? Do they align with my personal core values? You know, because when it comes down to experience, that's what matters, you know? Yeah. Well, and thinking too, like we've talked about this in the Blacksburg gym as well. You can teach how to be a personal trainer. You yeah. can teach the fit body way of leading a class of, you know, running, running a gym. Like those are skills that can be taught the core values piece. Like you're not changing somebody's core values. You're not changing who a person is. So if you interview them or, you know, you, you interact with them and you immediately know, here are my values, here are your values. And, and like, that ain't really vibing. Yeah. like no go, because if yeah. that, that alignment is, is so important to building a team. And, um, I'm glad that you, that you said that of just wanting to communicate, like you've gotten very centered on here's Kristen's core values. And here's the core values I want to have for, for my business. Yeah. Now we need to go out and find people that align with that. And if you don't align with that, no hate, you, you can be a member, <laughs> you can be a member of it body, but you right. ain't on my team, you know? Yeah. So I guess to, I guess, finalize that thought, have an unpacking the box with yourself. That way, if you're a leader, if you're high up in your own business or a business, whatever it may be, I think it's important to unpack it yourself first. What were your biggest takeaways? And again, come out with one to two actions that you feel as though you can implement or start putting immediate play into it. Mm. Um, because a lot of this thing, you have to be a visionary. A lot of everything we talk about as at these conferences, you're not going to execute it in one day, but you can execute it every day. And guess what? Those days are going to be compounded. So the next thing, you know, in four to six months, you're going to be like visioning your dream. It was so cool to listen to sky CJ in, um, one of the fit bodies. I think it's Sioux falls. Yeah. Yeah, Sioux Falls. I always want to say Suey Falls, but it's Sioux Falls. Um, anyways, 
CJ was talking about how his vision um, was to have one of his members in one of their feedback forums say, this is the Disney of experiences of gyms. Like this is Disney. Like this is just as incredible. Cause when you think of Disney, you drop a piece of paper or you drop a napkin, there's somebody behind you like there to pick it up or to catch it before it even hits the ground. You know, it's all about the experience. And he said this past month, in one of the member feedback forms, somebody wrote down, this is the experience of Disney. Oh, wow. And so he wrote that down months prior to that member saying it, he projected that onto his team and now it's going across to the members and he got his dream. So it's more so get a lot or get super clear on your vision, unpack it yourself from these conferences, unpack it from whatever you're go attending and then get so clear on that project that to your team next and so work on it every day you know every work on day. it every day like it doesn't i feel like that sometimes people are like okay i have this big vision for my life and you know someday i will someday you know so like no better yeah, time things, than now yeah when things are settled down then i'll do this you know when i have more time when the kids are out of school this this, this like have the vision do small things every freaking day to get you there. But I love yeah, yeah. going to a conference, taking 15 pages of notes. And then one of my favorite things is coming home, spending that alone time, going through yeah. those notes and starting to circle. Oh yeah. That's a big, yes. idea. that's a big one. Literally. I, that's a big one. I want. And then, <laughs> oh yeah. You need the multicolored pens. Okay. Yes. If you are not working with the, the clickable four <laughs> colors in one pen, send me a message. I will Amazon one to your door because they are life-changing pens. Um, but going through, yeah. And circling like color coding, like, okay. Reds are like immediate, immediate action. Like yeah. blues are like in the next year, you know, greens are like five-year plan, something like that. And then going back even to those red ones and highlighting like a bright yellow, bright green highlighter, like this is happening today. Like, yeah. this is something I know that I can put into action right now. But I think that's a practice people can use every day, almost like a um, person, you like an interaction or an experience that you have identify, what are you pulling away from that, that you can use in your life right now? What's yeah. listening to this podcast right now, as soon as this podcast ends, like, think about what from what one thing from that podcast could I put into my life right now? Something very small. It doesn't have to be this. Oh, I'm going to open a fit body because Kristen's opening a fit body, like something extremely small, but yeah. you know, instead of just wasting our time and energy, listening to all these podcasts, reading all these books, going to these conferences and not actually moving the needle forward in your life. And to close this out, because I know we both got to get going here soon, but it's the amount of contact points. I would say like after that conference, I would immediately review your notes on that trip back. Like if you are going on if you're on a plane if you're flying home review it on the plane don't buy the freaking wi-fi if it's like an hour trip like go through your notes like elevate yourself that's you that's you moving the needle because you're looking back at it look back at that at those notes again a week from that day okay and like keep referring back to that you know as you're checking things off as you're accomplishing them you should be looking at those notes three months from now. That's one thing that I'm very guilty of not doing. Mm -hmm. My notes from the first ever Fit Body conference that I went to, 
there are so many nuggets. There is so much value that I wrote down from amazing speakers like Ed Milet, like Todd Durkin. There are so many nuggets in there that I need to still be to this day, three years later, referring back to, because that's the thing. It's not about consuming new information all the time. It's about preaching the same thing to different people. So they're out there preaching it to different people because I've already absorbed it. So it's not that I should be going around so many different things. I need to have the same group of people with the same vision and I need to keep applying myself to that. Yeah. Yeah. Being very, like you, you had said before, like crystal clear on, on your vision, who you are, what you're doing, your core values, and then repeat that every day. (laughs) every day every day and and if you're feeling like oh my god that's so overwhelming to do that every day then that's not for you like I'm going to be completely honest it's not it's not for you then you need to go back to the drawing board and that's okay too like accept that but to be successful you need to want to show up for it every day like your vision needs to be that great like I am here to inspire health and fitness and change lives every day like that is my vision and by me changing lives every day I'm waking up at 4 a.m I'm doing x y and z like I know what I have to do to get my vision to make that happen and that amps me up every single day like that's so exciting my worst days in this industry, I'd much rather have than best days anywhere else. I will never sit to a nine to five. I will never sit in front of a computer all freaking day doing computer work. That is not what drives me, okay? So I think it's coming down and again, getting crystal clear and being like, what, what fires me up daily, you know, in, in this position? Yeah. Boom. That was wonderful, Kristen. Oh, this was awesome. Okay. Well, we already have our next podcast topic. (laughs) Yeah. And so we'll see y'all in like two months when we have time. I know. I know. know. Your girls are busy over here, but we appreciate every, every single person that listens, um, that tunes in, that gives us feedback, send us messages online, um, you know, about what you're taking away from this podcast. Like it fills us up so much. Like Kristen and I are always screenshotting messages like look what this person said look what look what this person reflected on from the podcast so um you know we are impacted by plenty of other people putting out podcasts and speakers and conferences and so we're just you know why not us why not we do that so that's why we're here just to um you know inspire motivate people be our realist most confident authentic selves and try to change the world one person at a time the real raw and scientifically proven. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, but seriously, thank you guys. I swear last thing, last, uh, last thing. Thank you guys for tuning in and spending 40 minutes to an hour of your time with us. Like Shelby was saying, there are so many other podcasts out there. So we really appreciate, appreciate you guys clicking on coming in hot, listening to our voices, Sometimes I'm like, why the hell would anybody want to listen to me ramble for an hour? But at the same time, like, like I get so much out of these too. Like Shelby, I'm always learning from you. Um, So we appreciate you guys again. Like I was saying, it takes an army. You guys are a part of that army. Like Mm -hmm. every listen, download, share, like you're just as much a part of this as even if we've never talked before, you are just as much a part of this as one of my clients or or one of our clients, you know? So thank you. Absolutely. So closing out here. Thanks for elevating your mindsets with us today. We will see you next time.
I'm coming in hot. Thanks for listening to Coming In Hot. We hope you enjoyed this episode and share it with a friend. For more fitness, nutrition, and mindset content, you can follow us on Instagram at Kristen underscore Zam and at Shelby Gwynn underscore fit. You can also check out our elite nutrition coaching program on Instagram at fitbody underscore ENC. We'll see you next time on Coming In Hot. I'm coming in hot.